Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. So I've had the privilege of publishing seven books. You never forget your first. My first book, Flying Blind, published by Philadelphia-based publisher Running Press, an independent publishing house co-founded by my next guest, Buzz Teacher. Running Press, you might remember, also was responsible for that 1990s behemoth coffee table hit called Sisters by Carol Celine and Sharon Wolmuth, which spent, I think Buzz will correct me, 63 weeks on the New York Times bestsellers. Is yep. that, am I right? That's right. What a success for you. And now Buzz and his wife, Janet Bukovinsky, teacher, have edited the newly released Among Friends. It's an illustrated oral history of the American book publishing and book selling world in the 20th century. From the New York Times review, there was this, quote, This was a time, if the contributors can be believed, when all martinis came in triplicate, 
when level-headed hippies out west made big money publishing books about hydroponics before you could say they were about pot and all kinds of mass market and novelty bets like juggling for the complete klutz which came with three bean bags and how to keep your volkswagen alive all paid off by the way i love the review and i love the stories that they told in the review here here was one of my favorites and when i saw it in the book uh it spoke to me buzz Jason Epstein, the editorial director of Random House, replying to Mario Cuomo, then the governor of New York, when Cuomo complained that his wife could not find a copy of his new memoir in a bookstore, quote, governor, no author since Homer has been able to find his own book in a bookstore. I feel like you and I have had conversations over the years about my books exactly along those lines. Oh, yeah. It's not just you. It's that's that's a truism. And you're, you're used to, over the years, getting those calls. But they, uh, authors rarely ask, is the book not there because you sold all the copies? <laughs> and, and if the answer is yes, we sold all the copies, they say, well, why don't you have more? And then they blame the publisher generally. Well, we ordered them, but they're not here yet. Uh, uh, but bookstores have learned to, uh, uh, the clerks learn to be defensive uh, when it comes to dealing with authors. And I, they want to support them, but they also don't want to disappoint and them. And I can't help, and I'm sure everybody who's ever published a book is the same way, of lingering in a bookstore kind of where your book is for sale just to see, is anybody come and take it off the shelf and, and, and take an interest in it? Here's another one, also from your book, uh, from the New York Times recap, but I read this in the book myself. We read about the time that Bob Woodward was walking with his agent, David Opst, I think is how it's pronounced, and saw a dime on the street. Literary agents traditionally have taken 10% of their clients' earnings, though that figure has risen. Woodward bent down, picked up the coin, then he rummaged in his pocket, found a penny, and handed it to Opst. Uh, what made you want to write or assemble with Janet this book? Actually, that's a great question, Michael, because... I never intended to make this book. Uh, we were working on a 50th anniversary of uh, History of Running Press, and I decided that I should have the voices of the other major independent houses. Uh, your listeners may or may not know the names Chronicle, Ten Speed, Workman, Crown. And so I contacted uh, those people and said, do you want to add a little something? And they said, sure. Uh, but why don't you also talk to so-and-so over at HarperCollins or my friend at Random House? So I knew all the names, but I would say 80% of the people that wrote for the book I'd never met. What's impressive about the book, because because the two of you edited these brief essays that they then submitted to you, right? But Buzz, everybody, this is what I thought as I was reading it, everybody seemed to get the vibe. It's not as if you're reading three essays from different publishers and then there's like somebody who didn't get the memo and they don't understand the tone to strike. And maybe that's a credit to you and to, to Janet as the editors. Like, how did they all know to read from the hymnal? Well, that's just a happy accident and nothing more. Um, I was calling people, uh, emailing them, asking them if they'd like to say a little something about how they got started in the industry. And all I told them was uh, write something about uh, about book publishing or book selling. Uh, uh, keep it at uh, 1,500 words and try to have some fun with it. Nobody kept it at 1,500 words. Uh, they, a lot of them did try to have some fun with it. But really, these are lightly edited. Uh, they're, they're just the voices of the people in the industry. A question that may stump Buzz Teacher about his new book. 
Do you know how much it weighs? Yes, nine, you- nine pounds. <laughs> and how do you know that? Because you've mailed some? Because I'm right back where I started, Michael. So my, uh, my family went on vacation uh, without the kids, went down to uh, uh, Washington, D.C., came home and said, guess what? We bought a bookstore a new and used bookstore in Washington, D.C. My brother and I ended up working there as uh, unpaid labor. Neither of us liked it very much, but we didn't realize how much we were learning. Uh, I was at the same university later uh, as an adult that you went to, going to night school for me at the University of Pennsylvania. And uh, my brother had a bookstore uh, in Center City, Philly, and he wanted to start a little publishing company. So he was kind of tied down to the store and asked me in my spare time, could I help him find a couple of old public domain books that would fit with the uh, whole earth catalog style back to the earth movement. And I did, and I enjoyed doing it. Uh, My search lasted for months before I found the book. When I finally found it, it's another story. It was in French, but I recognized it as being saleable. Uh, And uh, I ended up living above the bookstore and going down in the morning and packing up books and uh, putting them on a hand truck and taking them to the post office. I mentioned the weight of the book because they aren't just essays. One of the charms of this, by the way, hopefully you embrace this as a coffee table book. That's not, that's said affectionately. Like it looks beautiful is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is that what you call it? Yeah. This is a dream come true for me because uh, being a limited edition and uh, not done with a uh, motive of profit uh, I got to do everything I wanted to do, every trick, uh, you know, six colors, embossing, foil, the the gift box. I kind of went crazy. And every time my designer said, listen, I have this idea, but you probably don't want to spend the extra dollar twenty on it. I go, yeah, let's do it. Buzz Teacher, ladies and gentlemen, it's called Among Friends. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Buzz teacher, ladies and gentlemen, it's called Among Friends. Well, here's the thing, and, and I, I can't think of the title. Maybe TC will help me find it. But there was a beautiful book published about Joan Rivers. It may have been Melissa Rivers, her daughter, who, who I've, I've spent a little bit of time with. And what made it beautiful, Buzz, is that it was not only stories about Joan Rivers, but all of the ephemera of her life was like contained in the pages. Like you you saw her joke cards, you saw ticket stubs, you saw playbills. And in your case, you get these great essays from people tied to publishing houses, large and small, but you also see book jackets. I just saw Lee Iacocca's memoir in your book. I'll tell you another thing. Wait till you hear this. Gerald Posner wrote a book called Case Closed about the Kennedy assassination. And there is there is in your book, there is a whole let me just see who wrote this. Harry, is it pronounced Wince from Little Random talking about Random House and Harry Evans, who apparently was like a legend in in the whole publishing field. And the story that's told in the book is about how Harry Evans, the publisher, the editor, maybe I should say, learns of Gerald Posner, the author, writing a book that says Kennedy was killed by Oswald and Oswald acted alone. And according to the essay, he decides he's going to throw a hundred thousand dollar ad campaign into this book. This is this is like 25 years ago, which was unheard of. And Gerald Posner, the author, was just like open mouthed in the room hearing that this was how the publisher was committing to the book. Yesterday, Posner was my guest on this program. We were talking about something totally different. And I said to him, Gerald, I have to tell you a story. There is this sensational book that has just come out. And and I shared with him the short version of what I just said to you. And he said, absolutely true. That's the way that it went down. Yeah. You got a lot of great stories like that in the book is my point. Yes. Thank you. Do you have a favorite? Uh, Sure. Uh, Tom, Tom and Lewis Borders. Uh, I think were, we know that name. They were in, they were, uh, in college in, uh, Ann Arbor and they had saved up $3,000 because L- Lewis was kind of a computer, uh, uh, geek and they were, um, uh, two people, two guys that really enjoyed going to the track and Lewis wanted to, uh, uh, spend the money to come up with a computer system to uh, digitize the daily racing form. But they got sidetracked uh, and ended up buying a a little used bookstore, fell in love with the people in the industry, as I did, and uh, started carrying some new titles. 
uh, were so successful that eventually they opened uh, their very first store in Ann Arbor. And then they had the idea to sell uh, music also and to have a cafe. And they were one of the, not the only, but inventors of what became known as the Superstore. And they ended up with 500 stores all over not just the country, but New Zealand, Australia, and the U.K. When that happened, when the whole Borders, when the whole Barnes & Noble, when everything went to big boxes, uh, I know you, because I remember you advising me, don't forget the independent bookstores. How did you feel about that for the industry writ large? I have to give you an honest answer. As a publisher, it seemed great to have new accounts to sell to. <laughs> and where are we now with that? Has the pendulum swung and swinging again? It sure has, yeah. In, where are we? Well, the the strong independents, uh, people like Books and Books in Miami or R.J. Julia in New England, um, have uh, survived uh, because they know their, their market, they know their customers, and believe it or not, the, the two stores I mentioned, they do a signing almost every day of the year. So they do over 300 signings a year. They hold events. Um, the, the store in Miami uh, has a bar. They're open till midnight. They have a restaurant. Uh, they have live music at night. So the strong ones are still around, and they have uh, nurtured um, the community of independent stores. If you're somebody that wanted to start a bookstore and you were in Louisville, Kentucky, and you happen to be in Miami and and talk to Mitchell Kaplan and said, he would help you. It's that kind of an industry. Well, that's the way you present it. By the way, the title of the book, Among Friends, the collegiality, is that really the way that it's been? That's been, I know you, Buzz, you're a good friend of mine, like you're a real good soul. But are they all like you? I would say... Almost. And the ones that aren't, everybody knows who they are. (laughs) Um, Listen, you've had an immensely successful career. You're very humble. I will not embarrass you, but I just want people to know that you may have started with humble roots because your parents had that bookstore and then you had an affinity for it. But but you built a great business when it got started at Running Press. Tell me about Jonathan Irvin's leather notebook. What the hell was that? Well, that's really a good example of what happened in the 1970s with book publishing. So um, Jonathan Irvin was a friend of mine who had a store making sandals, belts, and bags on South Street. And Of course he did. Yeah. The, the, other, the other independents I mentioned that started at the same time, Chronicle 10 Speed and so forth, all did the same thing. As opposed to New York, where you're dealing with agents and you're dealing with big advances and uh, the kind of promotion uh, that your that your guest yesterday had, uh, we were all inventors um, uh, thinking, what doesn't exist that people might want to buy? An example, on 19th and Chestnut Street, my brother Larry spotted a kid on a on a wooden board with roller skates under it and said, what is that? And we stopped and talked to the guy and he said, oh... I'm I'm doing this to practice because I want a skateboard. What's a skateboard? And we ended up doing the very first book on skateboards. We got Tony Hawk, who later became pretty famous, <laughs> to do the book for us, and it sold really well. Uh, another one, the uh, the complete uh, – no, actually, I want to ask you about this. The Whole Earth Catalog, you mentioned it a moment ago, which really, by the way, speaks to, I think, like a counterculture movement and, and where you may have been personally at the time. What the hell was the Whole Earth Catalog? 
Well, Bill Gates described it as the Internet before the Internet. It was really modeled after, Stuart Brand modeled it after uh, the Sears catalog, which is the kind of thing that even though you might not need anything in the Sears catalog, it was engrossing to turn the pages. And uh, he, had, he had to have a theme, and his theme was uh, back to the earth, handcrafts, uh, educate yourself, uh, uh, both uh, uh, in, in spirit and uh, in activity. And uh, he did this little uh, um, oversized 10 by 13 newspaper-like item that was too big to put on a shelf, and they stacked it up in university bookstores and other places, and it became just a hit, a big hit. The people, publishers in New York, Random House and so forth, didn't understand it, uh, didn't know why it was so popular, and it took them about five years to figure it out. Did you know, am I right that Sisters was your most successful project? Uh, It sold the most copies in the shortest period of time. Okay. Uh, But our, anecdotally, our first bestseller uh, was with um, uh, Saturday Night Live, and it was this character called Mr. Bill. Mm-hmm, of course. And we did this book on the Mr. Bill show <laughs> as a, we put in, if you remember, Eva Tone Records, they were these giveaways they put in magazines. We put one in with his voice. Uh, we sold uh, tens of thousands of copies, but it never made the Times list. So I called the New York Times and said, I'm just curious. Uh, are you tracking us? He said, yeah, you've got a bestseller, but we never heard of you, so we didn't put you on the list. Oh, so, but guess what? You're going to be on the list next week. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Did you know when the concept first came to you for Sisters, which was a photographic book talking about sister relation? Did you know from the moment that it came to your desk, this is going to be big, this is special? Uh, no, we didn't. Nobody did. They had a, they had an excellent agent. One of the one of the most reputable, powerful uh, literary agents in New York. She showed it to everybody and didn't get one offer. Uh, we were the only people to make an offer. We paid an advance of twelve thousand five hundred dollars for it. The first printing was ten thousand copies, and we sold a million three. Holy smokes! But but Michael, that's what book publishing's about. You know, unlike movies or TV shows that take a lot of preparation in the beginning, a lot of money up front, a lot of talent, um, you can fly by the seat of your pants in publishing. I want to say one other thing. Uh, Buzz Teacher, the book is called Among Friends. About two years ago, we had lunch together and we were sharing our passion projects. I was telling you about my newsletter. If you remember, I can picture where we were. We were at the Lambertville station sitting outside at a table. And you said to me, well, Janet and I are at work at this on, on this book, and it's going to be the history of publishing. And here we are. Uh, we both kind of pursued these passion projects. I hope you don't mind me asking this, but it's it's not an inexpensive book. It's beautiful. It's worth it. But does the does the do the economics work of this book for you or or, or are you just like, hey, this story needed to be told, it needed to be displayed and I was willing to do it? Well, we have a team of eight people making making the book, a designer, editor, photo editor, production person, etc. You sit down, you figure out all the specifications, the trim size, the page count, the kind of paper you're going to use. You get a quote, you look at a P&L. We did all that when we started and it all went out the window. As, as the book went along, because it was supposed to be a smaller size. It was supposed to be 356 pages. So uh, this was a labor of love, and the, the, the numbers, it didn't matter. 
I get it. Once in a while, you can do a project I like that. I totally get it. Congratulations. It's beautiful. I'm going to put some video in social media so that people can see what I'm talking about. But I wish you and Janet all good things. Thank you, Michael. Buzz Teacher, ladies and gentlemen. It's called Among Friends. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program. Weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. And anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.